Good morning, Gators. It's a wet Tuesday morning, live from the gated community. I've just come out of the uh, what's left of the shower. The shower is coming down. Yeah, uh, the, the builders are coming in. Uh, we've had enough. It's got to go. Um, but uh, I'm, I've been in the shower because uh, it was uh, day one of our gated community militia. We have a militia in the gated community. Uh, you know, it's a kind of protectionist really to make sure that uh, we we are protected from any insurgencies from other gated communities because we are the envy in the gated community we are the envy of uh, of other gated communities uh, and I think it's a jealousy thing it's I think it's the fact that we are show business and everything so every year we get uh, donned up in our uh, kit and respirators uh, gas masks to you uh, and, uh, and we don't use guns no we're not allowed to use guns <clears throat> but We've got, uh, we've all got tasers, all right, we've all got the tasers, so the, and sometimes, to be fair, they, uh, they go off at the wrong time, but uh, that's fine, uh, a couple of people will be at hospital at the end of the week, but we were out just uh, kind of around, the, you know, and of course, me being, uh, I, was on the, I was in the RAF, did I tell you? Some of you didn't know that, okay. I'm a kind of, uh, I'm seen as a wee bit of a, you know, do I say, uh, a bit of an expert on protecting things, so I'm... Uh, they call me the group captain, so I go out and uh, I order them and I tell them where to go and everything and uh, and uh, what to guard, what to watch for. Of course, we've got the issue with drones and everything uh, as well. There's actually a couple of people that drone too much. They think they know what they're talking about, but I do. So it was lovely um, uh, today. So we've got a whole week of military exercise. Well, they're not military exercises. They're just, you know, security. It's just security to make sure that uh, everybody is safe within the gated community, which is lovely um, to, to make sure. And, 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 and everybody plays a part. We did last year, uh, we did kind of have a, uh, a, one of our uh, members, Bobby Tingle. You remember Bobby Tingle? Yeah, Bobby Tingle got uh, kidnapped last year, but he was returned after they realised how much he drank. So Bobby came back to us. But uh, we're going to be we're going to be strong. So don't you worry. It's going to be good. Oh, yesterday. I should have mentioned in yesterday's podcast that uh, it was Daisy's uh, fifth birthday. So we were around, we had fish and chips and some cake. And uh, Daisy, uh, as you know, she's autistic. So uh, things like presents, uh, you know, she sees a pile of presents. She, Daisy will not just go and dismantle them uh, like the other kids would, you know, just, you know, like my other grandkids, just rip into them. She'll take her time. and But the good thing this year is she's really starting to take notice of things like that. Last year... Yeah, you, know, you could have, at Christmas, uh, you could have sat an apple on top of the presents and the apple was all she wanted. So it's really exciting. And uh, her school days are going really well. The school's very happy with her. And in fact, um, their, her mum and dad uh, drove past the school the other day uh, and she was disappointed. It was the weekend. And she was disappointed that uh, they didn't stop and uh, go in because uh, she, she loves school so much. Hey, you've got to hear this. Week, I hope. Secretary of State, you know better than I do that Parliament is for once deeply representative of the country. It's completely asunder. Nobody in the country knows what's going on. Nobody in there knows what's going on. And you know nothing about what's going on, even inside the cabinet. The cabinet is at sea, the country's at sea. We are a laughing stock. <laughs> oh, John Snow last night got ripped into Matthew Handicock, that idiot in charge of. Our, uh, our COVID response in charge of the health service. And they don't know anything that's going on. They do not know what the heck 
they're doing. And we've left that in charge of that. And, uh, and he's getting backed by the Prime Minister, uh, who hasn't got a clue what's going on as well. So here we go, everybody. That's, isn't it great, though? It's just great to hear Jon Snow losing it, just losing his temper. And just tell him, and God, I would love that. I know some people might say, uh, you know, it's not good for uh, journalists to lose their temper and have a go at uh, politicians. But, oh, man, that was so refreshing to see somebody so caring about the country and uh, hauling up a minister who is, at best, incompetent. Uh, and just calling them up and just saying, you, you just don't know what you're doing. We've got mass areas, loads of areas in the north of England uh, under restrictions. Scotland's got double, double, uh, different restrictions from us. Uh, lockdown and everything. And we've uh, we've actually, um, Beth Rigby from Sky, she's really good, by the way. Beth Rigby's got a light, but um, uh, five new COVID laws and fines that government slipped out. <clears throat> you know, I guess, guess government slips things out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just, you know, it's like, it's usually Friday night, to be fair. They usually do it on a Friday night or when there's another bit of news, they, they can hide it behind. So uh, several liberty group, uh, Big Brother Watch, says they were imposed without in scrutiny from the parliament. And asked, where will it end? Here we go. Several new coronavirus rules, laws and punishments have been revealed by the government. Uh, ministers updated the legislation, which gives the police legal powers to ensure people are following the emergency. And number one. Uh, recklessly leaving isolations gets you a £4,000 fine. Anyone who contravenes a requirement to self-isolate without a reasonable excuse will get a £4,000 fine for the first offence, rising to 10000 if it's a second, right? Well, I get that there might be something in that, but it should be debated. You know, you just don't slip... The, that should go to the Parliament. And, the, you know, even the Tories, even the... But said, we've got to talk these things through. Uh, maliciously forcing someone into isolation, this is rule two, will see you hit with a £1,000 penalty. One of the concerns some have had about contact tracers is that people who test positive and are asked for their close contacts uh, could maliciously give someone's name to force them into isolation. That will now be legal, pu illegal, punishable by a £1,000 fine. Good idea, but it just shows you where we are because of the ridiculousness of this lot. Uh, number three, tell your work you're isolating or incur a £50 charge. Any staff isolating must tell their employer when they started and will be released from the duty. If they don't, they'll get a fixed penalty of 50 quid. This is because government wants there to be a record of anyone isolating tell their employer. So it's easy to ensure firms do not force workers to come into office. Well, you're a bit late with that because some workers have been forced in. Some people have been uh, getting forced into to coming into work, even though they're isolating. Hang on, a cup of coffee. Mm. Mm. Oh. Hospitality, number four. Hospitality forced to stop people singing and dancing. Hallelujah. Can we just ban karaoke forever? Wouldn't that be great? Just ban karaoke uh, so we don't have to go through that, <laughs> that ritualistic torture. Uh, but anyway, owners of pubs, bars, re uh, cafes and restaurants must take all reasonable measures to stop singing on the premises by groups of more than six or any dancing. Exemptions include uh, apply at weddings and civil partnerships, but only to the happy couple. All right, so you're at a wedding. Let me just work this through. You're at a wedding and you start, you know, the couple can sing and dance, but all oh, right. 
Because any wedding I ever go to, I do. I would walk five hundred I'm a great singer. I might put an album out one day. I might put out Ronnie Sings the Classics. Because I've got a great voice. I have. I was either DJing or going into a life of uh, singing. Uh, exemptions apply at weddings. So if you are a wedding couple, you get your songs out. And wait a minute, here we go. Number five, music volume, number five. It's in a really Scottish, isn't it? Some days I think I really am Scottish. Some of you don't know I'm Scottish because you think, well, this is the way people talk. Uh, any owners uh, and owners of the same types of business have also been banned from playing music on the premises louder than 85 decibels. Let me tell you about, because I know things about hearing, a uh, uh, pain threshold, that's close to the uh, pain threshold. I think, I think 100 dB is the pain threshold. But 85, that's, you know, a baby really crying loud. That's, you're getting there. Performances of live music are excluded from the duty. Let me work this out. So owners of the same uh, same types of businesses have been also banned from playing music on the premises louder than 85 decibels. This is to stop people singing. But performances of live music are excluded from the duty. Health Secretary Matt Hancock, Handy Cock, tried, he's not handy, tried to quell anger against some of his Tory MPs. Oh, yeah, you don't want to upset the Tory backbenchers. Oh, my goodness, you will not get your knighthood, Matty. Yeah, you upset the back boys. The 1922 committee? Is it 1922? Who cares? They will get angry and they'll go, oh, he's not getting these. They'll do the Berkel, as they call it now. You won't get your knighthood. Uh, yeah, but he says, um, to quell anger amongst some of the Tory MPs, saying he has to be able to move at pace to contain the spread of coronavirus. But Civil Liberties Group, a campaign, Big Brother Watch, have condemned the way changes were introduced. Yet again, this is imposed without scrutiny of Parliament. Where will it end? Government cannot and should not legislate for every part of our life. Yes, they should be. Even even the Tory backbenchers are saying, can we just talk about this? Can't, can't we just, please? Uh, what was I going to say to you uh, as well? It's a big debate on uh, in America tomorrow, uh, tonight. Is And I think I'll stay up for it and watch it because I love politics. I do. I just love my politics. Though I'm not sure this is going to be a political thing tonight. I think it's going to be, it might be a bit of a fiasco, but uh, Trump and uh, and Joe Biden go head to head for the first of the debates. Because the voting's already started in America and it's, it looks like a lot of people have voted uh, to uh, uh, to already. Because you can vote, uh, you know, absence voting or whatever. Oh, there was a really good report last night on Channel 4 about uh, how Trump's campaign managed to suppress voters um, and actually target them. They got data uh, and uh, actually managed to uh, suppress their vote and also uh, it's target them with uh, negative ads and everything. Facebook, you know, uh, don't get me going on Facebook and, and everything, but uh, but it's caused a big career. And well done, Channel 4, who, who broke it. But it's going to be the big debate tonight. Uh, and uh, Biden, it'll be an interesting tactic. But you know what, listeners? And I really, really mean this. Joe Biden is our last hope in this country. He is. He's our last hope for any sign of democracy. If Joe Biden gets in, we can maybe address and redress what's going on to us and the uh, removal of democracy from us in this country, because that's what's happening. Where you think I'm overblown, I don't care. 
But what the Conservatives are doing right now is classic Trump uh, tactics. You know, uh, getting, I said yesterday, but uh, Dacre and uh, Charles Moore off common in charge of the BBC, that's classic. And that's what they're doing. They're even looking at abolishing some councils as well, especially in the red uh, wall states. That's where they broke through in uh, Labour Party constituencies. They're even talking about that. That's how they work. So Joe Biden getting in, in and addressing the issues that you'll have with uh, Trump, with uh, Trump, you know, sorry, with Johnson, maybe just our last chance when he just goes properly and says, you cannot do this. We are no longer friends with Russia like you are, Boris, like you are, uh, you know, the conservatives and the oligarchs and everything. Uh, you know, they've got the knight, uh, they've got that lordship who's coming in, who's the Russian guy, yeah. They're all, you know, so Biden could possibly, no, not possibly, definitely, he could be our last chance in saving our democracy in this country. It's incredible, isn't it? It's incredible. So thank you, Americans, please vote for Joe Biden because you will save us as well in this country. I really hope because... Johnson, I was talking to my son last night about this. Johnson probably will stay for another six months. He'll get Brexit done and then he'll stand. I don't think he's well. And I, I, you know, I'm sorry for that part of it. But I think he's, uh, I, I think he's an idiot. And I think he's vindictive as well. And I think he's one of those people who is brought up through the system, the elite class system, who gets what he wants all the way along. He'll get his knighthood or he'll be Lord... Johnson, all that stuff. He'll get all that and that'll be part of it and everybody will just move on and Michael Gove will be the next Prime Minister. Hey, French man. Sorry, well, that was a bit, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't care anymore. Sorry, yeah. Uh, I had a couple of people saying, Ronnie, stop with the politics. I'm not going to stop with the politics. I love the politics. I care about my country. I care about us losing the right, our rights, right, left and centre. So I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to stop talking about politics. A man covered his face with tattoos and turned his eyes black. It says, <laughs> this is like a punchline. It is a punchline. He says it cost him his kindergarten, kindergarten uh, teaching job. Yeah, he's a teacher in a kindergarten. Kindergarten. Uh, he's, uh, he's got his body, face and tongue covered in tattoos and who's had the uh, whites of his eyes sur surgically, I didn't know, the, turned black said he was prevented from teaching at a French kindergarten after kindergarten. kindergarten I, I'm mixing myself up with that kindergarten. Yeah. After a parent complained and he scared their child. But the uh, teacher, Sylvain Helene, 35, still teaches teach children from the age of six up and said after initial shock when they see him for the first time, his people see past his appearance. All of my students and their parents... Oh, you weren't in French? Okay. All of my students and their parents were always cool with me because basically they know me, said Helene. He estimated he has spent around... Oh, that's not the English. He estimated he has spent around 460 hours under the tattoo's needle. Woo-hoo-hoo! It's only when people see me from far away they can assume the worst. Yeah, you think? Yeah, I know that a lot of people... Yeah, people with tattoos are lovely people. But if you're going to school... Anyway, this... Um, a couple of months later, the school authorities informed that he would no longer teach kindergarten's children. Said, "I think the decision he took was quite sad." Did he get his job back? Despite the setback, Helen said he would stick with his children's career. I'm a primary school teacher. I love my job. 
He said he started getting tattoos at the age of 27 while teaching at a private school in London. Ah, oh, private schools, yeah. And he had an existential crisis. Ooh. Since then, getting tattoos is my passion. Getting tattoos is my passion. I'd love to see that guy. Remember when you were at school and you got the substitute teachers? And they're usually the French ones. Uh, the French uh, ones that came in. Uh, French, and they, they only lasted the morning. I love those. You could, you could just mess with them. Our student teachers as well. They're terrible. Gwyneth Paltrow went naked yesterday. Oh, you're surprised? What are you, what are you so surprised about? Oh, yeah, she went naked yesterday because um, she had the confidence because her body, uh, it, actually, to be fair, she looks all right. You know, she's, she looks quite good. Um, I'm, in no I'm in nothing but my... She's American, isn't she? I'm in nothing but my birthday suit today. Is she American? Or is she English? Hang on, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth. Mm, yeah. Gwyneth, yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. It's a hard one. Gwen. Gwyneth. Gwyneth Paltrow. Well, what is she? Is she English? Ah, she's born, yeah, she's born. She's 48. She was born in Los Angeles. Uh, so she uh, she says uh, and uh, it's all she puts it all down to her brand new body butter goop. She's got a company. Uh, didn't she do candles that smelt of um, yeah? Um, she said thank you so much. Thank you all so much for my birthday wishes. Now thank you. That sounded like Bill Clinton. Well, I thank you. I did not have sex with that body butter. Thank you all so much for uh, birthday wishes and thank you to Goop's insanely amazing brand new body butter for making me think I still get my kit off. And she finished with a post, hashtag Goop jeans. Right. And other people have ripped off and uh, taken the mickey. But what is body butter? Well, I'll tell you what the body butter is the difference. Because you get your skin cream, everybody. You get your skin cream. That's right. You get your skin. I don't know where I went camp there, but you get your skin cream. Well, that's fine. But they're thinner than your body butters, right? And skin cream are typically whipped. Yeah, typically, you know, I'll just write that down. Typically whipped. Uh, typically whipped. I used to get that if I was bad. Yeah, you're going to get typically whipped where you like it, not come here. Uh, creams usually contain the same basic ingredients as butters plus water-based uh, ingredients, perhaps including aloe. Hydrosol or herbal infusion. This is this is me trying to appeal to a younger audience, by the way. We've got a wee blip in my listeners' figures. I can see who... And there's a wee blip of uh, 28 to 34-year-olds starting to listen in as well. Some of my older listeners have been with me for a while. Uh, sometimes manufacturers add a wax, such as beeswax, as well as some mild thickener like xanthum, xanthum gum or emulsifier like borax. <laughs> I saw that. He made a great... That's... Uh, that. Baron Cohen's uh, co uh, character. A cream may have butters or solid fats, but not necessary. Right. So what is the body butter? The thickest of the three is body butter, which consistency is similar to the butter we eat. Oh. It is, mind you, what was it we used to put on? I remember we used to smear ourselves with butter. for. Was it if you got a burn? Which is the last thing you used to do. Don't do it, everybody. But I think in the old days, that's what we used to do. It was the strongest uh, scent. The strongest scent. And it lasts longer than both lotion and creme. Body butter uh, products are uh, typically manufactured using a combination of carrier oils. Yeah, carrier. Yeah, you need your carrier. 
and essential butters and do not typically contain water. Carrier oils are the substances that are used to hold and deliver the essential ingredients into the Butters are essentially fats and minerals that are extracted from natural ingredients. Oh, palm, shea, cocoa, and mango. Mm, the palm oil, I don't think it's very good. I don't know. Uh, there's something in my head that's rattled there going, mm, leave the palm oil. Palm oil. Each butter will vary in its kind of unique texture. So there you go. Uh, body butter, that's what uh, Gwyneth Paltrow uh, was taking so she'd get her kit off. Uh, and uh, and and it'll show her body, and it's it's formidable, and I mean that. Hey, listen, French balls. What? Yeah, French balls. We've got the uh, French uh, Open going on at the moment, and it's all kicked off because apparently the French balls are not very good. You would think, you know, that uh, you know, but anyway, uh, the uh, tennis players complain about the new balls at the French Open. I wouldn't give to a dog to chew these balls. Uh, it's a proving to be a French Open like no other played in autumn rather than in summer. Some players have been complaining about cold weather and the tournament switch from Babalot to Wilson Balls. There's nothing wrong with a Wilson Ball. I've never heard of the Babalots. Did they tour once? I think they had the pyramid stage at uh, Glastonbury. The ball is completely different. Depending, defending a, a men's champion, Rafael Nadal, told a reporter last night, this ball is a super slow and a heavy. That's French. That's Spain today. Spanish. There are very few uh, cold. Uh, they are very cold, slow conditions. I think it's not good to play on clay. Honestly, that is my personal opinion. It's not the right ball to play on clay courts. Uh, clay courts would be a great name for a DJ, by the way. Uh, Colour temperatures mean Nadal's heavily spun forehand won't have as many of the great effect. Ah, right. Okay. Uh, Britain Dan Evans, who lost, that's a great name for uh, uh, other players than Dan, <laughs> Colin Murray, uh, Colin Murray, Colin, what's the name? Murray, Andy Murray, uh, Sir Andy Murray, Murray is uh, British D Dan Evans, who lost, that's just what you need to know, to Kian uh, Nishikori in five sets on the first round on Sunday, was in agreement with the 12-time French Open champion saying some of the balls you wouldn't give to a dog to chew. I think the balls are the biggest thing, absolutely. But if your balls are the biggest thing, they're it. oh, that's I must remind you to ask you about this. Um, I think the balls are the biggest thing. If your balls are the biggest thing, then either your shorts are too small or you've got something going on down there. You should go and get checked out. Maybe they got it wrong with the balls. <clears throat> it's tough to get the ball to go anywhere. Yeah, I think we're all been that. It's uh, what must the temperature? The ball is too heavy, I think. So the French have to sort out their balls. French balls. I'm just going to be at French balls. And typically for it, yeah, I write these down. For my little strap, I go with the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, on anchor when I do it. Uh, oh, Amazon wants you to pay for things with the wave of your hand. I, I knew it would come. Uh, their latest effort to speed up shopping trips. Uh, this is to save time. And I've said before, what are we saving time for? What, why are we saving so much time? You've got time-saving device, devices everywhere. But what is that time to being saved for? Amazon's latest effort to speed up shopping trips lets you pay with the palm of your hand at some of its stores. In the, uh, on Tuesday, the company introduced Amazon One, which connects your palm print to a stored credit card so you can place your hand over the centre to enter and buy items at checkout free. All right. Typically, visitors use a code on their smartphone to open up their... 
Additionally, the feature will be available at two Amazon Go stores in Seattle. Never been to Seattle. Oh, for, before I forget, I'll, I'll talk about the, the balls thing in a second. All right, okay. Um, I know, no, I want to talk, I, I've got a, a, an add-on to that, to the balls thing. I've got a question, an open question for you. It's a medical one. My ball, no, no, mine are fine. Mine are fine. I check mine a lot. Men have to keep checking. We are. Uh, initially, this feature will be available at two Amazon Go stores in Seattle, and the company plans in upcoming months to add it to more Amazon Go stores, which are spread across Seattle, San Francisco, and perhaps places like office and stadiums in the future. Well, I think that'd be all right, wouldn't it? I, you know, I, I think I'm all right with that. But could I be forced? If I get to a bit of dotage and I got a dodgy nurse looking after, could she take me in and put my hand over the thing and buy stuff in my name? You see, I'm security conscious, me. Right, the balls thing. You know, when you get to the doctor and you say you're only allowed one uh, thing to talk about, what if the problem is two of your testicles? Right. Is that just one thing? Because it's plural. If you're having problems down there with your testicles, then is that count as two things or one thing? Just leave it with you. Last story for now, because I've got to go and start tidying up because the builders will come and be sorting out the bathroom finally. Finally. Man arrested over a jailbreak attempt after helicopter booking blunder. <laughs> Mike Gillen uh, used a real name to book aircraft involved in an attempt to break out his wife out of a Brussels jail. I see a picture of them and he's, he's a chubby boy and she's a bit gorgeous. I never quite get these. I saw that a lot when I was away on holiday. I'm always checking people, uh, couples, and uh, rating them. And you think, mm, you've done better than her. You know, and that, you know. Anyway, a criminal who hijacked and diverted a helicopter mid-air in an attempt to break his wife out of a Belgian prison. There's something you don't think. You just don't, there's some countries you don't think of prisons. And Belgium's one of them. You just don't think anybody from Belgium would commit crimes. You're probably going to tell me and, and email me and say, Ronnie, mm, there are a few. Um, it's been arrested. He's been arrested after detectives found he used his own name to book the flight. <laughs> uh, Mike Galen uh, threatened the helicopter's pilot using a replica handgun as he sought to spring Crystal Appellet, a pelt, uh, from Berkandal Women's Prison in South Brussels on Friday. She was being held on suspicion of murdering an ex-boyfriend. Whoa! Whoa! The helicopter circled the prison several times, but Galen's plan was followed as the pilot was unable to land within the courtyard. While the helicopter flew over the prison, the inmates cheered and waved, but Galen became nauseous and had to put his head out the window five times to be sick. <laughs> Stupid crime of the day. The pilot was then instructed to fly to Helsin, uh, it's a town south of the Belgian capital, where a getaway car was waiting in the car park. Galen was later found with his 50-year-old adoptive father. <laughs> So the moral is, if you're going to commit a crime, don't sign for it under your own name. All right. Listen, look after yourselves. We're getting mixed messages all over the place. I think the best message we can do is like, every day it's wear your mask, socially distance, stay away from public places if, if you can, and don't sing karaoke. You get me? I love you. I will see you again. Mwah.